0: Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Snipers Hide, and I'm at Shot Show. We're sitting at the Mirage in Vegas and I'm here with Kalen. Kalen had the afternoon off as well. We didn't go to Range Day. We blew it off. <laughs> yeah, man. There's
1: really not much <laughs> going on at Range Day that we haven't seen before, is there? No, no, no. It's just a bunch of bunch of bloggers out there trying to gather content and see what's new.
0: Yep. Yeah, so uh we, we blew that off. So we said, hey man, let's do a podcast. We'll talk about what might be interesting at SHOT this year, and um, what what are you looking at? Oh, there's some there is
1: some interesting stuff out there that I see this year. Obviously, I want to have a look at um, I want to have a look at the Night Force that new that new Prism from Night Force. That's super interesting to me. I want to check that out. Um, and I, I just really enjoy kind of floating the floor and, and yeah. going down into the dungeon and seeing what's down in the dungeon because that's usually where a lot of the that dungeon hides a lot. It does, man. You really got to get in there, and you have to walk through all that stuff and look for all the niche little products that, that you know, once you identify them, you can see and say, yeah, that's something to keep an eye on.
0: That's where I found the guy, or actually he found me, not last year, the year before I think it was, has the nanotech. He drops the bullet. He's a, he, he comes out of the medical... Um, medical field but uh, nanoteching on pills or something. yeah okay uh, nanotechnology yeah mm-hmm. and what he has is he has a way where he basically just drops a bullet through his his fluid and by the time it gets down to that bottom it like stands up, it becomes unaffected by fluid, including like the air like you could shoot it full blown in the water. Because he coats it with this stuff and it does craziness to the bullet. So I found that guy in the dungeon. MDT used to be in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, but yeah. There's some crazy stuff that you can find down there because some (laughs) people can't afford the good booths. Yeah, it's and
1: and um, when you see the booths and then it's funny, like you said, as as companies progress, they move out of the dungeon and they start moving up in the floors and it's like you're moving up in life and that's great because. This is where you get a chance to see the innovation. You get a chance to see, you know, how people are actually bringing their products to market. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be able to look at their marketing. You're going to be able to look at all of the all of the stuff that goes into it. And I think it's I think it's interesting. It's fascinating, especially learning from learning what I learned uh, at Magpul uh, about what it actually takes to bring a product to fruition yep. from an idea. It's super challenging.
0: And it's, uh, it's an incredible feat to actually get it done. I remember when Magpul was two guys sitting at a little table behind the door. The door blocked them. Yeah. You know, they and it, they had like a little end table or something. And it was Richard and like one other guy. I don't know who was with him early days then. Um, but yeah, they were behind a door.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: man. When they were the actual Magpuls. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all he had. He had the one product.
1: Yep. Squirting. Squirting polymer into a mold with a turkey baster, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's funny.
0: What about you? What do you got
1: going on? What are you thinking that you want to have a look at? This, um, this you know, I may go take a look at that Trigicon. That is really cool, man. That that's a, a when that thing came out, everybody, you know, obviously it blew up the internet for for mm-hmm. a little while a couple days. And you know, people see the unit and they're like, "Wow, that's really awesome!" And then people get.
0: They poo-poo the price point like eight
1: thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Just like,
0: dude, you're missing the point. It's a it's a buck a yard. If you're looking at a laser range finder that you want it to work correctly, if you have to spend a dollar a yard to get a laser that works, that's a great way to look at it. And so, if it's a five thousand yard laser and actually works the five thousand yards, that's a five thousand dollar unit. You're getting win for three grand.
1: Pretty much. yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's interesting to see the technology moving. Yeah, right? it's it's like uh, it's like when it's like when Revic came out mm-hmm. and we were talking about projected aiming points and all this kind of stuff way back in the and 2000s, it's, space.
0: it's still the best <clears throat> scope in that space. It absolutely is. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean the
1: clarity of that scope, the construction of that scope, um, mind the
0: electronics the and electronics, how they, they, they executed that
1: very well done, very well done. And it's <clears throat> it's one of those products that you look at and you go, OK, well, yeah, it's not for everybody. It's not an, it's not an everybody product right it's a very specific market that they're that they're looking to target but if you look at it and say man I've got a rangefinder out there that even for8, thousand dollars that's giving me the ability to read and interpret wind conditions out to 500 yards it's huge that's huge man yeah. and this has been in the
0: works for years right right really yeah awesome. I told you we were talking about it at lunch um, how uh, Trijicon with Lockheed and all them came down the rifles only in like 2007 and they had all this technology then they were working on through the Lockheed people it's just then where do they put it how small does it get you know is it affordable exactly where's the form factor coming in what do we actually what is this thing going to turn out to look like so it's not like it's it's you know, came out of a vacuum. They've been working on this a long, long time and, and that's part of the DARPA one shot stuff and, and it's it's now starting to trickle out to the everyman mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean Tory Pines had the Venom which does wind. Yes. And that's that was right. twenty five thousand dollars. That's been around for years. Mm-hmm. You know, um mm-hmm. it's a it's a tiny little scope mounted laser range finder that has wind in it, but it's dumb money, you know, twenty five right. grand.
1: I, I also look at it from, you know, from an instructional standpoint of like teaching people how to truly validate what it is that they're seeing. Yep. Um, I just, you know, throughout a couple of people asked me a bunch of questions all in one day about wind. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a little mini thing, a little mini article on it and put up like five bullet points of, hey, this is the stuff that you should be looking at. And one of those is. Um, you got to believe the story that the bullet just told you, right, right. it just lived in that condition. And so what this it gave you hundred percent of the information, you just have to, use you it. have to use it yeah. and you have to interpret it. And what this really, what the system is going to allow you to do is, is validate your ability to measure wind speed right. and interpret what the, the story that the bullet just told you.
0: Now that's great stuff. And, and, um, so I'm going to go check them out. And see if I some know some of the guys that are still there. I don't know if they're still at Trijicon, because we used to do stuff with them years ago. Um, but I don't know if any of those players are still. Everybody moves in our industry yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, it's very, very,
1: very movers and shakers is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Gunworks has a new uh, a new a version of the BR-2500 rangefinder. That's, it's going to be in a handheld, a smaller package rather, that I'm really excited to see. Um, I know Gunworks also has a uh, an adjustable cheekpiece version of the Magnus stock, okay. which is nice, um, and also uh, Gunworks. I, last year, somebody somebody leaked it out. It was kind of funny, but um, it's their uh, their uh, basically it's a weather meter. It's an anemometer, mm-hmm. but it's also um, a small touchscreen. Oh, that's right. I remember
0: that Android based. Yep. And it's um, we were gonna make one last year, I was actually looking for funding um, for somebody through Cold bore. We were going oh, okay. what he found was in Europe, it's actually sail sailboats have the uh, impellerless electronic wind for sailboating
1: okay
0: And what it is is it's it's just a, you know it, it just the when the wind comes in it has readers and it just reads it sort of that way. But they make them to put on top of sailboats. Well, we found one that was tiny, like two-inch round. Uh-huh. And it had a solar panel on the top, and then it was threaded on the bottom because it was designed to be Bluetoothed to wherever, like screw it onto something Got it. and Bluetooth it, and then the solar would power it. So we had a box, almost like what you guys had shown, the Gunworks one, uh-huh. and it was going to be a self-contained kind of Kestrel competitor. And... uh. You would be able to take the wind part off of your box and put it away from you oh, if you needed to within okay. the Bluetooth range. Do, right, okay. And still read. That's interesting. And so it, and because it's three sixty with no propeller, you get really good accurate there's a um usually on these they have a little nub for north. So mm. you orientate it to north and then once that's done, you're all set. Got it. It's so count. we we looked at it, but the way we talked to a couple people about funding and they felt that they couldn't compete with kestrel fair enough yeah so it, it, the project was basically shelved and, and, and all that but i explored it with somebody to be kind of a mover and shaker with that
1: it, that's also again that's a testament to you know think about all the products that we see here at shot show mm-hmm. over 12 miles yeah of, of aisle to go see these products and then you think about – you start doing the math and you go, okay, well, for all of these products that actually came to fruition, how many of them are either still in the works or right. you're just trying to get that – trying to get some steam built to get that product up and moving, get the funding that you need, get the research that you need. It's just – there's a lot that goes into it and we see it all the time. People are – you know, I, when I was working the Magpul booth, people would come up and be like, oh, you guys should just make this and make that and make this and you're just like, well mm-hmm. –
0: yeah, it's that's that's Well, easy. I mean even the your your uh, AICS mags. Yeah, I had the white ones from Justin mm-hmm. Got in like 2005 if there's a video where you can see one of your AICS mags in the white on my pack In the video, but I wasn't talking about it or anything because I was just out there when the um, the uh, Masada was coming out Oh, yeah, right, right. and but you guys had AI mags then you just weren't bringing them to market because it was, you know. It's hard. It's a lot of it's timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: even something as simple as like that AICS magazine, I, I can't tell you how
0: many iterations we went through. Well, you guys called me up to do the AI. Remember, it didn't work in an AI and you it, had to modify it exactly. a little bit.
1: Exactly. It it's it's one like just something as simple as the follower material and how that interacts with the magazine wall material mm-hmm. with regard to friction and stickiness and it's
0: it's a really in depth process, yeah. and it's I mean, not easy. That's the cool thing, like you're saying with Shot Show, is that you do get to see some of those ground force stuff that people just wanted out there, and maybe they didn't quite make it, but they still show up with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so you get to see the the making of the sausage in a lot of ways. And, sure, and and that's a neat part of the Shot Show experience when you stumble on certain things because you hear about. You know, oh, Night Force has this. Well, they had it last year. It was just in the back room, and this year it became public. You True. know, I thought they were going to release it during NRA, and then it got pushed to this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's all these considerations that a lot of people don't realize have to take place, yep. um, you know, just for any product to hit a market successfully. Indeed. And, and so um, it, w- w- I, one of the funny dynamics, because both of you and I with the training side of things... I remember, you know, going five years back. This is where you came to book classes for, you know, either LE or military, but mm-hmm. the training side of stuff, we were all over this place. Yeah. Now they don't <laughs> even show up. No, Nobody wants to it's like don't even waste your time going to Shot Show if you're an instructor.
1: Yeah, unless you're really unless you're talking oh, to your sponsors right. or something like that. That's cool. But yeah, it's um it's getting to the point now where you know that the the power of the internet. Yeah, is, is but so now strong. the PRS
0: guys are here putting on the demos in the booth. This is true. You know, yeah. so that's what kind of replaced the instructor side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember you probably do too. Like you go to like Rifles Only's booth, mm-hmm. there'd be you know sling demos, and you'd right. show oh, and then you had you know the 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 cool guy videos on the TV. This is how we teach, and this is what's going on. Yeah. You don't see any of that anymore.
1: No, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know we have such robust methodology methods of communicating online with mm-hmm. online training or online online videos regardless of what it is the whatever content you're trying to put out but like Facebook and Instagram it's just such an easy hit the go button and it's it's done it's gone it's launched yeah and you don't have to you know people don't have to go to a trade show and um, and be there physically present to see mm-hmm. the
0: content it would it, be curious to see this year what the influencer market looks like. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see a rising in, in sort of like the gun bunny thing? Are we?
1: Yeah, that, that's always been an interesting thing, you know, and, and and it does come. I remember when I first, this is my 10th year of SHOT Show. And I remember when I first started coming to SHOT Show, uh, you know, you just saw like the multi-cam tuxedos mm-hmm. and, and a lot of gun bunnies, you know, booth bunnies type thing. Yep. Then you kind of start to see that wind down a little bit, and then it ramps back up, and Mm -hmm. it's like an ebb and a
0: flow. Are we going to get the John Wick effect?
1: Exactly. 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 That's
0: what it comes down to, you know, because you go to Taryn's booth, and he's got all the guns from Suicide Squad or John Wick, and then he's got his little girls with him and -hmm. and all that stuff, you know? (laughs) It's like, uh,
1: I don't know— uh, if that's what you're after, that's what you're after. But the mm-hmm. way I look at it is like, man, like I, I shouldn't need that to attract attention to, to what my, they're doing,
0: to my product. Right. Or what it is right. Yeah. 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 And that's bit em in the past. He had that one gun bunny chick who was like anti-gun. And
1: she, <laughs> that's right. I remember she was that. tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Everybody's like, does she understand who she works for? Right. Right. So, yeah. um, no, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm always, this is a great place to just, to, to connect with people that, you know, in the virtual world of 2020, you know, you pick up your device and it's like you jump into it and you you tri- you literally go into a different dimension.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's a different world and it allows you to communicate with everybody so fast and so efficient. But there's just so much to be said for a handshake and a
0: smile. Yeah, yeah. Big time. You got to connect. I mean, I, I saw it's funny i saw a guy standing out in front of the venetian i was cutting across his name tony uh yak or yank or something i just i remember tony from i saw him and i'm like dude we should shoot asc together and and i go and he goes oh he didn't recognize me i had a goatee and i didn't have one back then And and he goes, oh, it's been long. I didn't recognize you. How long has it been? I said, well, the last time I shot ASC, timeout. Somebody said they didn't recognize you. Yes, yeah, exactly. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it was uh, uh, 2007 Was the last time I shot the event, and I and I recognized him. And I'm like, how you doing, man? Been a long time. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and he was all excited because he's an older guy. he just he won it actually he he won a, a rifle at asc and switched from his 308 to 65 creed mm. so he was all ex- yeah yeah so he's all excited he's <laughs> like oh, i'm shooting six creed now i'm like, really into it i'm like i didn't say anything i was right. just like oh good dude yeah they it's a good caliber yeah you know <laughs> and,
1: and it's funny to watch to, to watch that progression yeah and, and to be able to uh to take a look back and say you know i shot my first event like this in 1999 and to be able to say from 99 to the year 2020 how has this progressed and you know where has it come from and it's just mind-boggling the
0: progression is, is so fast it, it's nuts man um uh, we, we were talking a little bit we we think this is it's definitely looking like it but year the 22.
1: yeah yeah that's we, a good conversation to have mm-hmm I was you know we were like, hey, is this is this really taking is this really taking a hold or is this hype? right? And obviously, there is a lot to be said about the effectiveness of marketing, right and mm-hmm. the effectiveness of hype and whether or not it's it's reality, yeah in the in the real world. and And you're saying that it is, and I
0: think that's awesome. There, there's a certain element of hype as with anything. But at the same time i think there's a lot of real world value to the direction we're going with 22s and we were we mentioned the initial uh kind of everybody's oh it's cheaper it's cheaper it's not initially initially we're 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 talking six thousand dollar 22s man you know so we're not saving any money on the entire package but the economy for ranges you only need 100 yard and you can do a lot with it 200 to me is better I think uh, where they should be going with these events is, is a minimum of 200 yards and then working in and in, in, in between everything in between mm-hmm. um in that way you'll get training value out of it you'll get a lot of that benefit but I mean it's still a 22 it's not expensive to shoot mm-hmm. it's these and these events tend to be smaller and shorter right. so guys are done by three o'clock in the afternoon they get to go home and sleep in their own bed yep because you could put them anywhere, indeed, you know.
1: We're actually my my home, um, one of the clubs at my uh, home range, they're starting to host uh, more regional PRS type matches mm-hmm. and they're building right now they're they're doing the dirt work for a dedicated twenty two yeah. bay. yep. and it's uh, it's good. I think it's a great way to I think it's a great way to get people involved in in the uh, in the shooting sports, the rifle shooting sports where like you can't shoot a 22 and
0: be sloppy. Yeah, It's just not happening. Right. Like, you will not be successful. I mean, look at Jamelli and these guys now, you know Tony from Impact Data Books mm-hmm. and all that, and Rob yeah. Orman and every, they're going to Lapua's uh, facilities to you know, spin their guns up. They're right. testing ammo and, and finding the sweet spot and doing all this stuff in Lapua's test facility. <laughs> you know, there's one <laughs> in Ohio. 22. Yeah, yeah, one in Arizona. So that they're doing these elaborate workups that would be more akin to an ELR shoot. The ELR people don't do it to this degree. That's very yeah. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent,
1: you know, dove into the ELR space, but it, I mean, in order for you to shoot mm-hmm. and actively compete in ELR, you know, there is a barrier to entry, so to speak, with regard to gear equipment. You right. Know, how much? How and all. much? And what level of detail that you have to get into when you're validating your trajectories
0: yeah i mean you got brian litz he's he has that mobile uh he's bringing his uh, doppler around he'll do a, a custom drag curve with his doppler for you if you go to one of his you know little uh seminars or whatever he's putting on that that he does the live fire stuff at but that really should be replicated 10 times over when you look at what they're doing with the 22 side of things it should be a case of you know if a guy's going to be shooting elr i would want to do this spin up and have a custom drag model type of thing and uh, sure. what's my load look like mm-hmm. and all that other stuff because i mean it's such a limited round count it's so far away there's so many unknown variables and getting this ability to clean that up is is huge it would be huge but you don't see as many people doing it and i'm going to interview brian i think <coughs> I, I think he's going to be at the capstone i have an appointment with them and last year we did a podcast uh, with Brian and Emil Praslick there, I think it's repeating this year. I just didn't have confirmation on who was going to be there, but I'll ask him about expanding that program and what he sees as far as the you know to to nail these benefits down even more. Right. But I I think you know on the big gun side of things they should be doing a lot more when you look at they're doing it with a twenty two.
1: Yeah, the, the the one thing that I will say in my experience using. Um, Radar derived drag curves is the accuracy is beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. It's just did, insane. When when you were in, did uh, Marine Corps wise, did you have access
0: to field firing solution?
1: Not field firing solutions. Um, I knew that it
0: obvious that it existed in in the Marine Corps system. It did
1: well. It, so. If it did, it was not circulated, you know, a Out lot of things were com- yeah, compartmentalized, yeah. right? So um, w- when I was teaching in like 2001, um, I started to introduce the Sierra program mm-hmm. into the curriculum. And that was where we started to identify that, you know, six to six to seven hundred yard threshold of, hey man, this doesn't work and it's not really lining up. Right. We didn't realize, you know, obviously we knew something wasn't, right but we didn't have the knowledge to say what to say what it was right and it was like okay well this is fantastic we can get a lot of good data up to this point but after this you know we have to go we have to rely on you know what we've done in the past which is you know Mm
0: -hmm. just hard data well because that when field firing solutions was built around the marine corps it had for your guns doppler drag models in there Interesting. And so they had limited ones, all military stuff, because it came through Ashbury, mm-hmm. and so Morris and all those guys had did whatever they did to get the information with the Doppler into field firing solution as sort of your library, but I, I just didn't know how widespread it was. Marine it was. Forward. It was not, not on the west coast. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, it it may have never even less Quantico. Very
1: that you, that is very very mm-hmm. reasonable because there was a point in time where. Things were obviously it's regard it's it's you know communication is a huge mm-hmm. thing you know back in two thousand one you know, you're still making phone calls right you know, right. I mean email was a thing but it wasn't like not not everybody had not it. everybody had it so you're still making phone calls and still relying on verbal communications and you know if if somebody was like yeah you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell them about it and you mm-hmm. just won't know about it
0: yeah so, yeah. Yeah, it's not like you can just hit the Google button. Speaking on the um, Marine Corps side recon sniper Wednesday, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Big go party. we're gonna go hang out and, and see everybody. I'm really looking
0: forward. That's that's something. I'll try not to awesome. hit on transvestite seals this year, but <laughs> that was so bizarre, man. That was so <laughs> Who bizarre. You know I would have never thought you know, it, she would have been there.
1: Well and and I, that all transpired Ironically, as I was walking up Mm -hmm. and she was walking out and literally I just happened to be like the next target of opportunity (laughs) that came into view. And I just saw this fury in this person's eyes that I was like, holy shit, what's going on over there? And then I found out. I was like, oh, well, that's totally appropriate for the given crowd. Yeah, yeah. Frank opened <laughs> See, his mouth and pissed yeah. it off. Yeah,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah. It's – that's always fun, man, and it's always and, and, a wild – Taylor and – well, Taylor and Taylor, the Taylor twins, Mark and uh, Carl, mm-hmm. busting laughing the whole mm-hmm. time and just cracking up with me with foot and mouth disease. It's like, there. yeah, what are you going to do? It's just right. – it is what it is. Yeah, I mean – So
1: you can't – like you're – you have to realize and be aware of the crowd that you're putting yourself in the presence of. Yeah, it's like you know, I I get it, I understand where you want to be, but at the same time, you know, you're you're jumping into a whole crowd of meat eaters that really don't. Number one, most of them don't even understand. Mm-hmm. And number one, number two, most of them don't care. And we're gonna and, say something. And they're gonna say they're gonna talk shit anyways. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, I enjoy going there. I'm looking forward to seeing. It's like every time I go there, I see I see somebody that I haven't seen in like
0: 15 mm-hmm. years. It, it, it's such a goof. It's like in Little Okinawa or
1: <laughs> right? Korea
0: or Pohang. Is, is that like Koreatown or is it um, – uh, I've it, I've only – I've not spent any time it, in Okinawa. The Leatherneck Club in Vegas, it's in – like the Asian section. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you're in, like, surrounded by all, I think they're Korean or something, but it's, it's all, all like, markets. massage collar and the whole thing, but it's just like we, we <laughs> were in Okina- a bar in Okinawa. <laughs> and it's kind of a... A dive bar. You know,
1: the, the Leatherneck Club's dive bar, and it's just, like, the, the layers of the layers of nicotine on the walls you can scrape off with a knife. And <laughs> it's just the epitome of a crusty-ass old Marine Corps hangout. Yeah, know, yeah. That's what it
0: is. Hopefully we don't have the banditos there, we don't need to be dealing with them. Yeah, that was yeah, it's like that that, that was I honestly I was surprised it, it didn't escalate, which was I was glad, but at for the, sure. You, I thought it had the opportunity to escalate yeah. um, when Rudy decides to body slam the the dude. Mr. Rudy. Yeah, <laughs>
1: always entertaining for
0: sure. What is it with him and
1: no shirt? I, you know, I, there's a lot of things with Rudy that I'm, that I'm like, I probably will never know. And that's totally okay. <laughs>
0: Different Rudy. It's
1: not, not the Rudy from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not the Rudy from the podcast. Oh man. Yeah. Rudy Reyes. Uh, the, the the generation kill generation kill Rudy Reyes from first recon battalion um, circa opening days of, of the GWAT. watt um, Rudy's a good dude though. Yeah. Yeah. But dude. he always he takes does, his shirt off. He does, man. And he does like, he does. Rudy does a lot of good things for the community that that are behind the scenes mm-hmm. that, that a lot of people don't see and, and realize, and he does a lot of good good for the community.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's always entertaining. But, cool. it, but, yeah, so that was that was a, a good time. And then what other, um, t- since we're on the party night thing, uh, I think there's an event tomorrow night I'm going to. There's a couple. And uh, then we got Tuesday. We're going to dinner. is tomorrow. That's what we're doing. Tomorrow, or Tuesday's dinner, uh, we go to Ferraro's.
1: Oh, that's right, and we that's did that right. back
0: room and all that stuff. Yeah, and um, you know, Mark invited
1: me to that. He invites everybody, and, yeah. and and I, and, you know, this is this is my my wife's first first year coming to the show, and um, you know, I was like, hey, is it okay? And, and he goes, nah, it's kind of a guy thing. I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. That's what it is. No big deal. Um,
0: you know, I don't really. I don't it really, really isn't to be honest with you. The conversations, and we're all older sure you know but it i get where he's coming from mark's that's mark's stuck in his certain ways yeah, that's fine yeah, man yeah, it's yeah. totally
1: fine it's like i don't party much anymore frank mm-hmm. like i just don't do it anymore it's it's not i need to stop doing it <laughs> it's, it's not really my thing it's yeah. it's uh it used to be it's
0: just not really my thing anymore it, it's not treating me well to keep doing it no. i was i was in by midnight last night so it was pretty good well yeah we shit man look my wife didn't get in until like she didn't get to the hotel until
1: one in the morning oh wow so you know, it was late night but um, we've uh, you know I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited to have her experience the show she's she's coming on board as uh, modern day snipers kind of director of operations um, marketing yeah, things like yeah. that she's she's really been um, a huge driving factor in you know helping establish the brand she's a mm-hmm. branding junkie she's really good at it and so um, you know, it's been fun to work with that kind of creative visionary role. Um, I'm learning to get come into my own with regard to creation
0: um, and the branding and things fun, like that. It's fun, man. When it's you catch the bug, fun. it's fun, and and your content's really good. Um, the stuff you put on Facebook and all that is is visually striking, and you and it's not. It doesn't fit into the phone picture space or yeah. it doesn't look like that you might be taking it with your phone but it doesn't come off like you're holding your phone in your hands clicking a shot sure
1: it's more so what, what we're trying to do is we're, we're really just trying to build a lifestyle brand mm-hmm. that's really what it is and it's it, we're you know um i'm just going to go ahead and throw it out cats out of the bag we are going to be releasing the modern day sniper podcast here very very quickly as soon as we can get some more you know the logistical administrative stuff knocked out but um you know and, and we're gonna talk you guys will hear but you know the first episode is just the what and the why like, mm-hmm. what is it and why did we choose to do it and you know honestly i'm looking at it from the standpoint of um just being an information resource yeah. just like sniper side right, you know, right. same thing uh, being an information resource and also creating a lifestyle brand for you know what is the lifestyle of a sniper during service, and then what happens after the uniform comes off? And mm-hmm. if you choose to to continue, you're always going to have those values
0: that were instilled in us. Yeah, like you, you're you're skydiving. We talked about at lunch and in your hiking and the backcountry stuff and, and all those. You it's not just a focus on shooting. Exactly. You have a you have other interests outside of that mm-hmm. that you're you're actively pursuing. In between all of this, right? You know the shooting stuff that we do. So I think that's a great way, of of basically saying, yeah, this is the modern day sniper. This is where he, he, he lives, and this is what he does, and this is when he's off, and you exactly. know th- this is kind of his continuing education and the sustainment stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah. So and I, I think it's a great thing. That's really what that's really what it is, and and
1: we're we're super stoked for twenty twenty. We have a lot of really cool projects that are coming to fruition. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a, I won't say it's a battle it, because it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a great time. But it is work. It's work. You yes. know, that's the thing. It's like, it's a shit ton of work, but it's one of those things when you start to really identify, um, what your purpose is. And this is really hard to do. And it's something that, you know, I have, I do have a lot of thanks for, for Cassandra to be like, Hey, so before you go. Jump into this thing. Mm-hmm. You need to sit
0: and explain. Yeah, what's your mission statement? What is your? What's, yeah. Yeah.
1: What are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve? And that is is very important. And another part of that is, you know, um, understanding what is you know what your purpose is is not just for uh, a product or whatever. Like, what are you here to do? You know, what are you here to serve, and how are mm-hmm. you here to serve the people that you're trying to connect with. Yeah. And that's really what we're trying to focus on. We're trying to give people the ability to connect with us and figure out what makes us tick and, you know, why
0: we do the things that we do and exactly. I mean, yeah. and, and, and it's good thing with the I I think we're on such similar pages in a way, but it's good to have another voice mm-hmm. that sort of works together with it and and to be out there so it's not a case of, "Oh, he just said it and and blow it off." But it's sure. like, "Well, a lot of us see it. You yep. you may only hear one person talking about it, but that's only because there's limited, you know, Man. Ad, for but now with new people coming into the space that way, I think it's great to have another voice and be something I can get to listen to. I don't actually go listen to some of those other podcasts, you know. Yeah, it's In, it's a spread of your time. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, time becomes literally our most valuable asset.
0: Yeah. It's more
1: valuable than money. Um money comes and goes. Money will uh, money will disappear and then all of a sudden you'll manifest more of it and right. it's just the way that it works. But but on the flip side of that, like, the what what doesn't come and go is what's inside of you. Yeah. Like, it makes you, who you are is what, you know, what defines you. And I think a lot of people in our world, they struggle with trying to figure
0: out who they are after the uniform comes off. Mm-hmm. And, and we get set in our ways. I mean, there, we, there's certain pet peeves or things that we, we harp on and focus, you know, that I don't want to say people disagree, but there's varying levels of agreement. Of course. And so I, I really think, try to figure out, you know, okay, where, where are we going to put a focus? Okay, let's focus on these fundamentals and then, all right, or we could focus on a game and the competition side of things, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I like that like, with you and Phil – that you have such a broad spectrum of from the hunting side, from the competition side, from the military side, that it, it's it's a voice that needs to be heard out there in the counter, the 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 sort of um, single tool people. Sure,
1: and mm-hmm. we started to look at numbers too. Like you know, okay, so what are we playing with here? What 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 kind of numbers are we playing with here? Mm-hmm. Okay, well you know we have we've got the precision rifle series, we have got the national rifle league. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not 100% read in on exactly
0: what their membership numbers are out right now, but it's like what 1,500 members. At 17, about? they they are active now. They have more people pay, but PRS active wise, the guys on the high pulled the numbers up. Now there's overlap with there was with like NRL. Th- well, sure. Um, the pro and the number, the number because there was like 300 and something pros. That's it, just 300. But the total number was like 1,700 that were active in PRS. Yeah.
1: So you start looking at those numbers and you go, okay, so let's just say, for the sake of argument, that there are 3,000 total members. There's no crossover. They're active. active. Mm -hmm. And there's no crossover, meaning there's, you know, 3,000 and 3,000. Exactly. So, you know, you got a pool of 6,000 people, and that is, that, that was really weird um oh is it like Siri talk about it just this? it just all of a sudden started playing the song fucking skynet oh nice um so it's right up your alley yeah yeah uh so you, okay so six thousand people and you go those numbers are like that's not even that's not even on the map man no. how many hunters are there in in the it's united huge. states 30 million
0: okay there right you go. so
1: 30 million people that are that are hunters and so it's like okay so where's the what's the target audience what's the target audience Mm -hmm. who who are we trying to educate well you got to try to find the balance between you got to try to be able to connect with all of those people yeah because it's all relevant right it's all relevant information and man i remember when i met you i remember when i met you in 2000 I, i was on i met you virtually because i was introduced to sniper side in 2008 and um I was like, oh, cool, this is a really, this is, whoa, what's this all about, right? And then I noticed that, because I was starting up my own training company way back when, Central Cascade Precision. And I remember I asked you if I could advertise my training classes on your forum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about our backgrounds. You've, we figured out we were both hogs. And the amount of hospitality that I got from from you in saying, yeah, man, there's so much room out here to play. You know, it's yeah. like, it's not a big deal, man. We don't have to bogart this stuff. No. You know, it's like, let's... You don't have to invent voodoo yeah. to keep it in <laughs> your pocket. To keep it in your pocket. Yeah. That's how dogmatic bullshit starts. Right, right. right. And that's how it's like these cliques of people start to, to to glom together. And before you know it, it's just like you know you got all of this this information that's floating around in the ethers and you're just going man like nah dude no like get out of your get out of your own wheelhouse right, right. and and it's okay to listen to information from other people i
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't get me wrong if something is fucked up i'm going to call it out as fucked up absolutely because that
0: is how we have to be able to keep everybody in check well it's it's amazing to me there there there's two dates like 2005 ish in 2012 ish 2005 mm-hmm. ish is sort of around when brian came public mm-hmm. yes the books the and books. the dicks and the, yep. the stuff so it's like certain things he said then didn't jive to what we did prior like right. gr- you know running up so it was like well, wait a minute what did we do prior to 2005 and, 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 you know, we shot far, we shot in the mountains, we went to Korea and, mm-hmm. you know, Rocket Mountain existed and, and, all that stuff. And, you know, you go to Bridgeport and you're going to do a class and, and things over there. So we did all these technically advanced shooting with a heavy barrel hunting rifle Yep. and mm-hmm. we were successful. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, you know, in the same thing with the levels and, and, all the different stuff. Well, then you got 2012 And what changed then? PRS showed up. Yep. And then there's so many people who think this started in 12 when, like you said, you shot your first match in 99. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what about the years prior when everybody did this but on a tiny scale? Very small scale. You know? And it's it's just that education to put out there to, number one, strip away all the voodoo that doesn't need to be out there. Mm -hmm. And then... To also just tell people and say, look, there's a history here. Right. There's a reason and a why. Indeed. And it, I'll give you a good example. It happened last night. Um, flying in, my phone's going off. You know, a uh, guy's on my YouTube channel, and he's on the left-hand gain twist video. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Ah, oh, this is about as smart as a um, left-handed screwdriver. <laughs> and I went... Tell that to Lee Enfields because Lee Enfields are left-hand twist. And tell that to this and this one. And, and he came, oh, oh, I'm going to look – where can I look this up? How I, about you look it up before it, you open your mouth? Yeah. And, and it's like, well, go look up Pope. NRA has a ton of his rifles and talk about what Henry Pope did and all this stuff. And and, and go look. And he, Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks.
1: Yeah. But he
0: came in to troll. Yeah. And that's where I think you guys fit in as well because if – If it's just a single voice, it's easy to defeat it. It's easy to go and and strike that messenger down. Mm -hmm. But then when you start seeing more voices that, you know, reinforce what's being said, even if it's modified a little bit, because you'll get people like semantic thing. um, You know, we were talking about Leopold earlier. And it's like, yeah, I, I like the Mark V. I think it's a good scope. Does that mean that I like every scope in their brand or, you know, in their, in their thing? Do they not, do they have some, I mean, honestly, Vortex is a better example because Vortex has the really low end stuff Mm -hmm. and then all the way up to the $2,500 ones. So it's like, I can say I'm a Gen 2 Razor fan and hate an HST. Sure. And that's what people don't get, this kind of nuanced side of it with the internet.
1: Well, you get a lot of tribalism. Yes. It's, it's tribalism. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had
0: that conversation at lunch, too,
1: where it's just like, you know, it's almost like you want to you, – you do you, – in our world, right, mm-hmm. as, as – I wouldn't even call us instructors. I mean, I, Phil and I actually had a conversation about, hey, man, like what's the difference between an instructor and a teacher, right? Are you an instructor or are you a teacher? And I do believe that there is a difference. And as teachers, we have to be able to be extraordinarily well-rounded. Right. And, like, our goal is not always to pitch product. Our goal is not always to peddle every, you know, every little widget. widget. Yep. Our our goal is to communicate relative, relevant information so that we can educate the people that are coming to us for that knowledge. And And that's really, I think, where... A lot of times in this industry, it gets so tribal when it comes to, like, brand loyalty, Chevy for Dodge, and, yeah. you know, Night Force, loophole Vortex, whatever. It's just like, dude, like,
0: stop, stop mm-hmm. being so nitpicky about this stuff. Right. I mean, the thing that I tell people all the time, because they'll say, well, you know, what makes a certain amount of success for something? And it's like, well, I'm a super fan first. I'm a fan fan of the products. I'm a fan of these things. And so I come at it from like, and not a negative way of a fan, like I'm not, but I come at it with like this appreciation and and you look at that product and you go, oh, this is cool, man. Yeah, look at what they did here. Oh, that's kind of neat. I've seen it a million times. We both have. Mm -hmm. But to find that positive, to find that little bit like, oh, that's neat how they did that. Right. And, And to me, that's kind of the difference because that almost um. It, it, it outlines your passion mm-hmm. where you, you can take, you know, something that might not be a big deal and find a positive in it as a fan because sure. it, in our space, like a, a good example might be this Ark Scope. It's 550 bucks and it's a good scope. And, and I said to people, I said, listen, it's not just a $550 scope. It's a good scope, you know? But the fact that they chose to sell it for 550 bucks makes it like nobody wants to look at it. Exactly. And, and yet there is a market for a $500 scope. And to have a good one out, it's like we become snobbish in a way. We all got to have the $3,000 scopes. We got to, oh, I got a $6,000 scope. But what about the guy who can't go, doesn't want to go over 500 bucks. It's
1: you know a case in point is when you go out to um a regional a regional or a local club rifle match. Mm-hmm. And you know I just shot one a uh, couple weeks ago. Uh S- Scott came out. Scott was out shooting. Um it was in outside of Yakima and um it was a brutally shitty day. It was windy, it was cold. Yeah, I woke up yeah. at like two in the morning and it was nuking at my house. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, today's going to be a suck fest. <laughs> I, so I was like, you know what? Fucking, I'm going to shoot my 308 today. You know, and <laughs> yeah. just whatever. Who cares? And seeing the guys that are showing up, um, you know, it's a very, it can be strange because um, it's, lo- it's almost like, you know, and I don't, this is not to be presumptuous, but it's like you're an enigma yeah. almost. And it's like, nah, dude, like we're just, and they get all weird about, then they'll make they'll make comments like, "Oh, my gun's a piece of shit," but blah blah blah. My there's a scope. It's like, yo, no, no, no. Right.
0: Time out. But you're not judging. They pre yeah judge pre judge right pre judge. Right, you know, and I get
1: out of the truck. They and assume
0: your reaction to exactly. what they're seeing.
1: I get out of the truck and and I literally get out of the truck and the first thing this dude says to me is, "Oh man, you beat me last time," and I'm like, "Okay." So like mm-hmm. nice to meet you yeah, by yeah. the way. What's your name? You know, it's like, dude, stop
0: being just mm-hmm. just understand what this is all about. That happened to me at a local uh we do a prairie dog match. I haven't done it in ages, but the second time I shot a prairie the Colorado Rifle Club prairie dog match, it's the on the steel range, 550 meters, mm-hmm. and you shoot the, the little, prairie dogs. Yeah. And um the guy goes, I came in second and I shot my 308. In 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 the uh, the guy goes oh I just came here and I saw your name I wanted to beat you and I never met him don't know who he is and I'm like why dude, what did I yeah. do to you dude congratulations yeah. but he know? goes I, but he didn't beat me but he wanted to and he goes I just wanted to beat you and and I'm like dude I if, I, I get it's a motivator but man yeah.
1: understand <laughs> yeah. that we don't care yeah
0: yeah <laughs> understand that no matter what you say it's not we don't care I, I we're I'm not I am not dead here for serious that. the matches I shoot this year. I'm not putting my name on the paper. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be somebody like else. Chance McGillica. Yeah, Frank Carbone <laughs> or, you know, I'm going I'm to pick a mob guy name or something.
1: The, the the one thing, though, that before before we move past that gear, like that $500 scope, you know, in, and it's funny, too, because we always see the guys that are like, oh, I'm not ready for a, I'm not ready for a quote-unquote national level match, and mm-hmm. I look at them like, why? Why not? It's only two days of this. It's the exact same people. It's the exact same people. <laughs> it's the only the only yeah. difference is, is you got a higher price tag for entry, yeah. and you're going to do this for two days instead of one. Right. Um, and chances, I mean, the target sizes are probably going to be all the same. If not a little more generous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so stop putting this ridiculous stigma on this sport that you have to have all of this kit to go play. Right. You don't. Show up shoot what you have experience what this is supposed to be about because
0: this is about trying to produce a better rifleman yeah and it it, it will catch on if you go there and take your out of the box whatever it is in in compete once you realize it you'll you'll chase it
1: you yes know, when
0: you experience it you'll then enjoy it and chase it yeah
1: because once you like once you start getting out of your head we talk, I talked to Phil about this the other day it's like You know, you got guys that are so nervous, uh, you can tell, you can just look at them. They're super nervous. And, and at the local matches, I like to talk to them and just be like, yo dude, let's, yeah, let's take a step back for a second. Mm -hmm. There's nobody waiting. Let's take a step back. Take, I want you to take three deep breaths and let's talk out what you're going to do. Yeah. Right. Talk out your plan. Tell me what you're going to do now. Okay. Now execute your plan. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Who cares if like, I still get first stage butterflies?
1: Of course, man. Yeah, of course, yeah. because you you know it, we have we're human beings. Mm-hmm. We have we have two types of we have two types of ego. We have an internal ego which talks about like how we perceive ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we have the outward ego, and that ego dictates how we believe that everybody else perceives us from the outside. Yeah, and it's that outer ego that that's the bad stuff.
0: That's the bad stuff. That's the stuff that – that's the monkey brain. Mm -hmm. That's the shit that is toxic. That's the one who keeps telling themselves don't mess up. But you're not supposed to say don't mess up. You're supposed to say do it right. Exactly. Yeah. Then because that outward ego is in
1: place and it's so strong, it's so powerful that it has the ability to grab a hold of you, that's when you start seeing like the self-deprecating behavior. If you Mm -hmm. miss a shot, you start motherfucking yourself and like – Dude, that's doing nothing but further degrading your ability to be to remain confident and yeah. stay in the moment. And look, dude, you were like you missed that shot. Uh, guess what? You were supposed to miss that shot. Yes. It was do, designed for you it was to miss it. Designed for you to miss it. So now, what you need to do is look at it. What's the lesson? Mm-hmm. Why did I miss that yeah. shot? Yeah. And instead of instead of being too busy, you know, uh, kicking yourself in the balls for missing the shot. Say, oh, man, okay, yeah, I burned the right edge of that
0: target. Why did I do that? Mm -hmm. And and that's, I think, the difference between someone like you, me, and Phil. And I don't do as good a job as you guys do, but I talk about it a little I think a little more in a way but it's to bringing the educational component of a match back into a person's mindset Mm -hmm. to learn something from it it was designed to validate your training it was designed and what that means and how do you know whether it validated your training well you have to have a record and you have to go back and look at it and then you have to compare yep. what did I do today versus tomorrow and you have to put all in you educating yourself but if you take it and go well I'm gonna be the best gamer there is and I'm gonna buy this widget and I'm gonna do this and get these bags and do all that and just bang 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 and then walk away from it mm-hmm. well you didn't learn anything and, and that's kind of a better way of putting where my mindset is where I, I I much would rather see that person use that educational component than just say I want a game and get a sponsorship. Yes. You know.
1: We we've one of one of modern day sniper's taglines if you will is putting mindfulness behind the rifle. And I think that that's something that is that is drastically lacking. Yeah. in our in our circle now because it's like the gear race is on, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy as much forgiveness as I possibly can. And when I miss, I'm going to hear the excuse of, oh, I must be chasing dope. Right. Dude, get out of here. Yeah. You missed. Yeah. Just fucking get own over it. it. Just own <laughs> it, man. You just, you missed. But
0: you, it, stop. Yeah. And and, and that's why it's, it's hard to kind of like... When people hear, like, especially if I'm talking really fast and just machine gun and stuff, it's like, I'm not anti-competition. I right. just want you to be mindful and to look at competition in a different way. Yes. And, I mean, because you see, I go, I went to the gun works with you guys. It's not like I'm not competing. It's just I'm my training schedule is a little too much to compete to right. the degree all of us would want to. Yeah. But I still go to one or two every year mm-hmm. when... It's available. So, I, I in my mind, I, I, look at well, if, if you think I'm anti-competition, why am I still going to them? Mm-hmm. You know. So I always just assume, somebody realized. Well, I'm, I'm giving a message, and the messages and competitions are bad. It's just mindset. Yeah. And uh, but it doesn't well, translate that way all the time. <laughs> it's interesting
1: too because, and I think a lot of it goes along with you know following following what 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 does it mean to you like for two years in a row i decided you know you know what i'm gonna jump i'm gonna i got hot and heavy i'm gonna jump back into this game and i'm gonna go out and i'm i'm gonna go out i'm gonna have the goal of of winning Mm -hmm. these matches like i don't think i think that with with you know uh pointed training right i'm not gonna be you know pompous and say that it's easy but I, no, you have to put in the work. You got to put in the work, man. Right. You really have to put in the work to be able to, to to consistently compete at that level. And then I look at it and I'm like, dude, the training calendar number one. You know, all of the activities that I want to do with my family mm-hmm. after work. You know, for me, that takes that takes priority, right? right? So then right. I go, okay, well, how much time and dedication am I going to have to be able to 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 Focus. allocate yeah, yeah. to to do this? and I go you know what you look at I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like you know what man it's just it's, it's too much it doesn't it doesn't mean enough to me to be able to sit there and right. dedicate it. it because I don't need that to validate myself exactly I don't need it the, so the, it's the, like, tro-
0: the, the the little I mean some trophies have been nice lately but, but the the little rinky dink trinket on the shelf right. is not you're not going to look at it and go Yes, when you walk by, you're going to go, man, I could have been doing this instead.
1: Yeah, and and, well, uh, the other part of it is like, okay, so like what is my purpose in the shooting community? What am I here to do for the shooting community? Well, I'm here in my, you know, I think I'm here to create, you know, inspirational content, push people to go farther, faster, deeper, better, whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you want to do and lead by example. And you know, practice practice the mindfulness that I'm trying to that I'm trying to impart right, and put right. back into the sport. Totally. And and having you know, of course, I'm not going to knock anybody. If you if you have that winning mindset and that's really what you want to go after and do, dude, more power to you. Yeah, Get yeah, after it.
0: There's people who are competition strong that way, for sure. And and, and that sure. is their personality. Yeah. So you can't look at them in a negative way if that's their personality. Of course. Yeah. Of course.
1: It takes all kinds mm-hmm. of. It. It they're all, all out kinds. there.
0: All right, man, we're coming on the hour. We'll wrap this guy up yeah, and get dude. it all. Oh, before I go, I'm going to – just a little teaser here. So there's been a time traveler running around the U.S. A time traveler? Yes, and he's been doing interviews. This is his tinfoil hat shit you yeah, tinfoil. Yeah, Yeah, tinfoil okay. hat stuff, but real. But real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's up with what this? Explain. Uh, so apparently he did an interview recently with like some vlog or, or podcast thing. Uh-huh. And for proof that he's from the future – He brought these pearly food pellets that you can have one pellet a day and it's all the nutrition you need. But on top of that, they were asking him very specific questions. 2028, he says that uh, they're going to officially let everyone in the world know there's aliens. In 2028? 2028. We only got eight years to go. 2028, they're going to drop the word. Aliens are out there, so I'm gonna be talking about this guy's coming up. Um, you know, <laughs> we're not on a. I'm not gonna ruin another podcast, but you had asked me into <laughs> the
1: fucking other podcast.
0: <laughs> so, but so there was another one too. Um, uh, another uh, thing came up. So we we're like, what are you gonna do for 2020? What's gonna? I was actually thinking like a sip with a sniper. Like almost like comedians in cars and that whole thing. Uh-huh, and, okay. and like these conversations, the one I had with Rudy, and thanks for turning Rudy on to me. Yeah. Um, Rudy is just such yeah. good people. Uh, and so stuff like that, I think these conversations that are like, you know, almost two beers between friends sure. in, in that conversation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you guys can look forward to some more like sips with a sniper kind of deal. That's where, a cool way of putting it. I dig, yeah. it. I dig that. Little yeah. You know, have a beer. We had a vital water on the table. We're not drinking, yeah, but we ate. We're not so. Yeah, yeah. Right
1: on, guys. Well, Ooh. man, again, Frank, thanks for, thanks for having me on. I always love conversations with you. It's so fun to look back and, and see, you know, from the time we first interacted in 2008, 2009 mm-hmm. to 2020 and, and I just wanna say thank you for being so gracious to me and, and welcoming me with open arms into the community that I once, you know, thought was um very, very restrictive.
0: Yeah you know, yeah. and that's
1: and that's just been there's great. always been a
0: mystique around it and you don't sure. know what you're gonna walk in the door. But you now it's easy with guys like you. I mean there's no reason that like you said, there's enough for every sure. if there's thirty million hunters alone <laughs> yeah. and there's three of us or exactly. green and cutting a dent in that exactly you know, yeah. so All right, guys, we're out. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll get this up. We'll get you some more stuff from SHOT Show, and uh, it'll be cool. Cheers.